Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. taking on Real Madrid in uh, Copa del Rey uh, later today. They played each other just over a week ago in the Spanish Super Cup, which was a 5-3 win for Real Madrid. But that was a game that went into extra time, and Real Madrid found two goals there to, uh, to win that game. But um, Real Madrid have won seven matches in a row. Hmm. They have not lost a match since September. The last time they lost was actually to Atleti back in September. Um, and so it's they've been on a really, really incredible run of form right now, but they've just played each other, like I said, like just over a week ago. Do we anticipate that uh, Simeone might sort of rethink his approach in this one? And Real Madrid also are going to play this weekend as well. So so well, how does that affect the, the way these managers are approaching the match tactically? Well, I will say, Susanna, going into this one, Atletico Madrid are a different team when they play at home. Mm -hmm. They haven't lost Absolutely. in over a year. Over a year. And I know that Madrid have won 12 of their last 13 matches, which is incredible and then a great run of form. Vinicius Jr. scoring the hat-trick in, in the Supercopa final against Barcelona. You could tell he's feeling himself. He's back. And I think that's going to pose some problems for this, this Atletico Madrid side. But I do feel at home they're going to be a better suited than they were when they played in Saudi Arabia. I think you look at how well they defend and then the way that they really put pressure on Madrid at home, it's the last win because uh, when they played in late September, that was what you saw from that Atletico Madrid side. To complete that stat, it's been 23 games undefeated in the Civitas Metropolitano. That <laughs> last game over a year ago was against Barcelona. And you do have the sense that Atletico Madrid has become a little bit erratic in their overall form this season. I feel like at the beginning of the season, they did find some very strong form and they've been a little bit up and down since. And again, ironically, where they have faltered the most is defensively. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because you've got Antoine Griezmann and Alvaro Morata up top that have been balling. They have been lights out. 17 goals each this season. And it is, it, there, there's a plethora of goal scorers apart from them. They know how to score. They, they, they have versatility. They, they, they've got a Samulino on, on the wing that has been a great addition to the team. Defensively, how has Atletico Madrid become this porous is, is, is a question. And mm. you, you saw in the game against Real Madrid in the Spanish Super Cup semifinal how they've, they permitted Real Madrid to get back into the game. So I wonder if Savic is going to play today. I would, I would imagine it's Jose Maria Jimenez and Hermoso. And if it's either Axel Witzel or Savic. And Axel Witzel, who's played most games. He's been a mid midfielder his whole career. And, and now, now he's, he's playing converted to a center most back. games center But he's, he's looked poor as of late. And I look at this midfield, too. In possession, they're great, especially when they defend together. But if you get them isolated... Koke is not a great defender. No. Saul's not a defender. And Rodrigo de Paul, who's been 
better attacking as a midfielder, known more for being a, a defensive midfielder, yeah, get break up plays, and, get stuck yeah. in, but not really relied on just to be the sole defensive midfielder, sole six. So that right. is where Atletico Madrid have had problems because once you get through that midfield, the center backs lack a lot of pace. If they play a high line, they get torched. Look at what Vinicius did in the, at, at the very end for that, for that equalizer that sent the game into extra time. Mm. When Atletico Madrid have had this great characteristic on their Cholo Simeone to hold on to a result, to not let anything pass except against Real Madrid. And they played that high line up 3-2 in the Spanish Super Cup, and Vinicius is in. And then, you know, the scramble on the play, Carvajal ends up, ends up scoring. Here it is. But Vinicius was, they were caught so high up the field, and then here's the scramble. Jude Bellingham comes in, and Carvajal is, <laughs> is in and into the back of the net. It's, I mean, you know, you got to see the game out. And they, Vinicius, Vinicius sees a back line. He starts drooling. And it, this, yeah. is, this is an exciting Madrid derby because obviously we just had one. We have one coming up today. And the next one's February 4th. I mean, this is really like nonstop, these two. This is like a title fight. I mean, this is going to be exciting. I'm interested to see exactly how Atletico Madrid can switch it up. You talked about defensively. Last match, obviously, 5-3. 22 shots they gave up. Uh, absolutely insane. I mean, as Real Madrid is obviously very, very stacked. But Atletico Madrid, you would just expect to be a little bit more stout defensively. For me, obviously, the player that you mentioned him, but Griezmann has been absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. You think back, I mean, he gets the ball outside the box, chops it to the left. He basically takes out three defenders on his own. That was a golazo. I mean, it was absolute golazo, but he's, there were no big chances <laughs> created. He basically had to do it on his own. He not only did, get, did he get that goal, he got the other assist. And I think Rudiger had the... Uh, the own goal, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken, for the third goal. So, I mean, it can't just be all on Griezmann and Morata at some point. But I don't the think it is it. all on Griezmann and Morata. I think uh, not only Llorente, but De Paul has played an incredible part in this offensive resurgence of, of Atletico Madrid. And you have Correa, who has been the ultimate super sub. Who knows how much longer he's going to be at Atletico Madrid. But I, I, don't, I don't think it's only on on Morata and, and Griezmann. De Pai is healthy again, and whenever De Pai comes onto the field, he produces goals. Well, to, to go off of that, I, I don't think I imagine seeing Rodrigo de Paul playing so many balls Blake, that would break the lines, uh, playing in between the lines, mm. finding Griezmann and, and Morata in pockets, also playing uh, over, the, the, over the top. But one thing that we can all agree on is this back line has given up three goals or more in three of the last five matches. Mm. That's just... That's not with all blocking goal, like that's just so unconventional from this Atletico it's so Madrid side. It's so anti-Atleti, at least as we've known him with Cholo there. It's been absolutely incredible to watch. Obviously, the, the, the attacking resurgence, but you don't want to take one and lose the other. You know what I mean? If they can find a way to bring both. I, I just look at that Girona game. You're, you're playing yeah. away from home. You know you're going against a team that's at the top of La Liga. And as good as they were attacking, creating chances, they were equally as poor giving up chances to Girona. They, they've, become, they've become erratic, and it's, it, it is very anti-Cholo Simeone, very anti-Atletico Madrid. Um, the, the crazy stat is that ever since Cholo Simeone has taken charge of Atletico Madrid mm. in those Madrid derbies, they have played each other in seven either knockout stage games or finals. Wow. All seven have gone to extra time. Oof. So it, it tells you how Atletico Madrid approaches these types of winner-go-home mm -hmm. games against Real Madrid. And we saw it in, in the semifinal of the Super Cup. It, it was very gung-ho. It, it was very all-out. 
So I'm excited for this one because I expect another high-intensity and perhaps high-scoring game. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, take a look at the projected 11 for both sides, starting with Atletico Madrid. Uh, when we're looking at this potential lineup, Chuck, who mm. for you are the difference makers here? Obviously, we talked about Griezmann and Morata, but but where can this game be won for Atleti? The midfield. Yeah. That 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 is what is going to be so important for Atletico Madrid, picking up second balls, closing down Madrid when they when they have possession, but ultimately dictating the game, slowing the game down, not allowing to, to the tempo to be dictated by Madrid. So I'm looking at DePaul and Koke especially because Koke is the one who drops deep, gets on the ball, and then tries to find Saul Niguez or, fall, or, or find Rodrigo DePaul. Otherwise, this is this is all Madrid's game. Mm. All right, let's uh, turn it over to the projected 11 for Real Madrid, and who are reportedly uh, going to see some some changes due to their congested schedule. Is that uh, a benefit short for uh, <laughs> it's short for rest? Atleti. <laughs> yeah, Atleti are coming in with a little bit more time to recover. Uh, it's short rest for Madrid, but this is why you are at Real Madrid because you have. You're, you have depth and you're supposed to be tested. So Brahim Diaz has shown uh, some, some bright moments this season so far. So he's going to get the opportunity to start. You saw him score the extra time goal against uh, Atletico the last time they were out. So I like that. Valverde and uh, Chuameni has been fantastic. But he, needs a, he needs a break. I see that lineup and there's something that does, I don't know, that I would tweak. Tony Cruz and Modric yeah. in the midfield at the same time. I would either give that spot to, to Schwamini, I understand he needs a rest, and Kamavinga, they bring a different dynamic. And I would keep Mendy at left back instead of Kamavinga at left back. I know that obviously Ancelotti has been experimenting with, with I wouldn't even call it experimenting at this point because it, it has worked Kamavinga at left back, but Mendy was so good in the Super Cup over, over two games. Not only that, he said he was the best left back in the yeah, world. So, so, I would, so, <laughs> so I would think Mendy's going to play this Can't game. Can't sit him. And then, and then pick one of those two, either one of the French midfielders, Kamavinga or, or Chouameni, to go in the space of a Modric or, or a Tony Kroos who, who would come in as a, as a sub in, in, in the Super Cup. Predictions for this one? How's this going to go? You know you're predicting extra time. Real Madrid is going to win in extra time. <laughs> wow. They're, they're the most, one of the most, if not the most informed team in Europe at the moment. Mm -hmm. Agreed? Them in PSV, right? PSV. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll go with Real Madrid in extra time as well. Man. I'll go Real Madrid in regular. I think Atleti are going to win. Within the 90 minutes. I think this, I think, I, I you don't You think know. Atleti? Yeah. At home, yeah, I just I know home. I got a I got a I got a sense a 20th, that spidey sense twentieth uh, home hey, in a row. I'm, I, they're at home. Well, I know exactly. They're smart. I, oh, this is gonna be I such moments. a good game. I have moments. Three thirty p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus. Uh, Atletico Madrid take on Real Madrid.